So if you have your uh, Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. Let him, uh, if it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud but willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Thank you. Be seated, please. You have just heard the sermon, and I now close in prayer. Romans 12 is similar to Matthew chapter 5, 6, 7, the Sermon on the Mount. I encourage us, especially couples, to read this chapter before you go to bed. Okay? And this morning, I will just focus on the first two verses. The outline You can give a different outline than the one that I have projected, but I have given this simple outline as you read 
the 21 verses of Romans 12. Verse 1 and verse 2, I put it as godly, worldly. It's your choice. You want to be a godly person or you want to be a worldly person? Then from verse 3 to 8, you have the body life. Notice the, the, the body life is all gifted. Gifted with seven perfect gifts. And so you have to study these seven gifts and all of us are included in these seven gifts. Then from verse 9 to 13 is body life, relationship. Life and relationship. Okay, how do we relate with one another? And then verses 14 to 21, how the body, the church, notice the word body is all in capital letter, it's the church. Okay? How the church deal with difficult people. You can see that from contrast, the first one talk about bodies in plural. Then later down, you have the word body. The body referred to the church. We are bodies, individual bodies, and yet we are also a body of believers, the church. I want us to read these two verses again as we will focus on these two verses, okay? Let's read together. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, to spiritual act of worship, do not be conformed. Mm. Okay. Uh, next week, eh, we will test one another with these two verses. It's memory verses. Eh? So you will tell the person on the left and right, you can do it. See? You can memorize. Eh? Memorize. You see, memorizing God's word is one way to help us to be spiritual. Okay, so we memorize these two verses, and next week you just invite. Yeah? Or is, since Pastor Joe is not here, you ask Pastor Joe, Pastor Joe, can you quote to me verses 1 and 2 of Romans 12? But he will in turn also ask you for that. It begins with the word therefore. Therefore. It's a key word. Okay? Therefore, I urge you, brothers, some person has the word brothers and sister. So whenever you read the word therefore in the Bible, you must also ask, what is therefore, therefore? Okay? What is therefore, therefore? And so Paul surely has something to tell us what is sorry Paul surely has something to tell us what is in chapter 1 to chapter 11 of Romans so you have to read back the first 11 chapters and know what is therefore therefore so in the first 11 chapters Paul tells us that all of us are sinful, depraved, wicked, worthless, helpless, hopeless, 
and we deserve God's wrath. We deserve hell, death. And so, in spite of all these things that we are, God was merciful. He was merciful in that He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to be our sacrifice and substitute. He died on the cross for you and for me. So, in view of God's mercy, look back, then He tells us, I urge you. Therefore, I urge you. He didn't use his authority as an apostle. I force you, I order you, I combine you. But he used a very gentle word. I urge you, I appeal to you, I beg you, I beseech you. Brothers, huh? in view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy. So he's talking about God's mercy, his great mercy, in view of the great mercy of God, what are we supposed to do? In view of God's mercy, he has spared us. He has been merciful and gracious to us in saving us. So when we know and experience God's mercy, what is our appropriate response. Our only appropriate response is to offer our bodies. The word bodies refer to the literal human bodies. Okay? It doesn't refer to any other thing but yourselves. Your literal bodies offered to God. Christ's body was offered on the cross. We don't have to offer our bodies to be sacrificed as a substitute for sin offering. He has done that. He's completed. It is past. Okay, the atonement has been paid, yet at the same time, our bodies are not yet saved. Okay? We have been saved in our spirit and soul, but our bodies are still unsaved. Need to be saved. So, the bodies that we have are do. Offer to God. Offer to God. Because if we don't offer to God, by default, we will offer to the world. So our bodies are to be offered as living sacrifices. It must be alive. Now, this concept of sacrifice is in the Old Testament, where the worshipper brings a lamb or a bull and slaughtered, and then the blood shed. And boo, the lamb is dead, is killed. But God says now, I don't want you to kill yourself, to offer yourself to be a dead sacrifice. I want you to offer yourself as living sacrifices. Why? The problem with living sacrifices is you can walk away from the altar. You can run away. You can move out of the altar. Paul tells us we have to offer to God as living sacrifices that means continuously alive, living, ongoing, 24-7. We have to offer to God as living sacrifices. Very important. Okay? Because when we do that, Paul tells us 
our sacrifices is not only living, but to be holy. Holy and pleasing to God. Holy means what? Sanctified, set apart for God, given to God and not for other things, not for the world. Holy and pleasing to God. When we do that, you see, this is true worship. True worship is living, holy, pleasing to God all the time. In fact, you don't come to church for worship. Okay? You are worshipping God all the time and everything you and I are doing are to God. To God. To God means what? The highest, the supreme one, the most holy one, the best one, the best thing is to give to the God who is the supreme almighty God. So the best thing you and I can give to God is ourselves, our bodies. So, your body and my body is not for fashion show, models, eh? for you to dress up and let the world see. No, it is to be offered to God as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God all the time throughout our lives. So this is spiritual act of worship. True worship is spiritual. Why spiritual? Because God is spirit, we are also spirit. So we worship God in spirit and in truth. It is everything that we do and say spiritual. Sometimes I use the word is everything you and I do is the God thing. The God thing. That's why I always tell people, God morning eh? and God night. Not good morning or good night. Eh? God. Because God is with you in the day, in the afternoon, in the night. So the God thing. Then, negatively, Paul tells us, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Some versions use the word, do not fashion your lives to the patterns of the world. So the world wants you to what? copy what the world offers you. For example, the world keeps on changing. The fashions, the stars, even the iPhone keep changing. Yeah? You buy iPhone 15, next year will be here iPhone 16. So, don't conform to the fashions, the patterns of this world. Because this world is passing away. John tells us, do not love the world or the things of the world. For the things of the world, of this world, what? Is against God, opposed to God. So next time you want to buy something, tell yourself, you remember this verse, do not conform any longer to the world. In the Greek word, the word do not conform means what? Stop it. Stop conforming. You have been doing it now? Stop it. Stop conforming to the pattern of this world. I am not against people who, who keep on buying different cars or whatever. No. Huh? It is your opinion, your choice. But if we chase after new cars all the time, then we are following the pattern of this world. Because what we buy, what we don't buy, we must seek God's will. To the pattern of this world, 
The world has a mold. Huh? The world wants to squeeze you into its mold. In the Philip's translation, it says, do not let the world squeeze you into the mold. So, what mold you have, you make the thing according to the mold, you get it. Uh, lately, my wife makes some jelly, huh? and she has to use a mold to make the pattern. Huh? So, the mold, the mold that she has, she makes the jelly according to the mold. So, the world wants you to follow its pattern. I'm sure you come across this uh, simple reader. Huh? Five cats huh? sitting on the branch. Huh? One cat jumped out. So, how many cats are left? No, none. The rest are copycats. <laughs> I thought you know. <laughs> I thought you know this. <laughs> okay. And then he tells us not to be uh, conformed to the pattern of this world. Then he tells you about the mind. The mind must be renewed. Okay, uh, by the renewing of your mind. See, our mind refers to our soul. We are body, soul, spirit. Okay? And so the things that affect your body is through the mind. The mind is the main battlefield of the enemy attack. And same thing, your mind is also the way where you you mature your spiritual life. So if you feed your mind with worldly things, your body will express itself. If you feel, feed your mind with spiritual things, your spirit man will be strong. You will pray, you will read God's word, you will enjoy Christian fellowship, you will long for things that are spiritual. So your mind is your soul. We are spirit, soul, body. The mind has the part of the will, the emotion, and the, the emotion is a feeling, and the will. So you feed your mind, you will have what they call the thoughts of the world, the thoughts of outside, the thoughts that are not of God to influence your soul, and it will affect your body life. Like as you are sitting here, what is your mind thinking? Some of you will be thinking, I have a lunch appointment. Okay? I have something to do. Huh? Your mind. Your mind is the part that affects you spiritually every day. So the mind needs to be renewed. The best way to renew the mind is reading God's Word. Reading God's Word. As you walk, you can play the Bible app and listen to the Word of God. Your mind. Feed your mind with spiritual things. When you are, before you sleep, read your Word of God. Read it because the last thing you think before you sleep will affect your whole day for the next morning. So fill your mind with the Word of God, not with things that are worrisome, troublesome, negative, poisonous, hurtful, painful. Fill your mind with the words of God. And one of the best passages to read before you sleep is 
the Psalms. The Psalms are wonderful Psalms to renew your mind. When you do that, you would know that you can test. You can test it, and then you get approved. What is God's will? God wants you to be, want you and me to test Him. He tells you, test me, test God. When you test God, you test the things of God, you will always get what? Approval. Pass. Because nothing about God that is unclean or no good or negative. Test according to the word of God and then you will approve what God's will is. His will is what? Good, pleasing and perfect. You and I long for things that are good, pleasing, and perfect. Why don't we focus on God's word and find that He, His words, is always good, perfect, pleasing. So do it day and night. What is God's will? What is God's will? God's will is for you and me to live. Living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God. So from now onward, you can not say, I don't know what is God's will. God's will is for me to be a living sacrifice. You see, God is a living being. When you are in touch with God, who is living, you are alive. Alive with God, a life for God, a life living in harmony, in alignment to the scriptures. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Pleasing and perfect. The word transform is the word used for the word metamorphosis is from the word of a caterpillar being transformed to a butterfly. So you and I are choose which one we want to become, caterpillar or butterfly. If we are butterfly, we'll be beautiful, we have our freedom, we can dance, we can enjoy all the flowers, and we can also bless plants, the trees. So choose to be a butterfly, not just a mere ugly creature called caterpillar. So tell the person on your left, you are a butterfly. Ah, I see you flying. Ah, flying. Ah, not a caterpillar. Ah, you are a butterfly. So you fly, you float, you enjoy the freedom that God has given you. I want you to think of this. What kind of prayers that we have to make before God? I can only think of verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, 
holy, pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. Now, as I read these two verses, I think of some of you. You were at a wedding yesterday. Okay? Or you can remember your own wedding. You, the couple, were come forward before the married minister. What do they do? They offer themselves to God and to each other in holy matrimony. And when they do that, they are supposed, they ought to, and we pray that they will always be living for God, living for each other. And they will not only be living, they will be both holy and pleasing to God, pleasing to each other. Now, if they do that, if they offer their bodies to God as living sacrifices, to each other as living sacrifices, then they will be able to know that what is good, pleasing and perfect before God. I'm sure every couple remember that commitment you made when you went forward for holy matrimony. Of course, for some of us, we have to prepare ourselves for the spiritual wedding with the bridegroom, Jesus Christ. We have to present ourselves as a perfect living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this is the spiritual act of worship God wants you and me to prepare as we await the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's for all of us. So Romans 12, 1-2, is not just for married people, is for every individual who is a bride of Christ, awaiting the bridegroom and his second coming. So I want us to think about it as we close in prayer. I didn't mention the other verses because I want you to think about it, about the gifts for the body, about how the body is to relate to one another according to the gifts. And then how are we to relate to the world, the outside the church? Okay? Until unless we have done verse 1 and verse 2, then the rest will fall in place. We can only offer what God has given us. It's your body, it's yourself. Give it to God. Why do you want to live? What is the reason to be alive? Why do you want to have more years in your life? Is it so that you can offer your bodies to God or we offer our bodies by default to the world? I want you to think carefully about it. Think about it. And if God has been speaking to you, 
and you know God wants you to offer your body to Him. I want you to commit this transaction before God and before brothers and sisters in His house. So, I want you to think carefully. I want you to stand up to indicate to God that you offer yourself, your body, to God as living sacrifices. Wherever you are, at the count of three, you just stand up and tell God, I want to offer my life, my body, my total self completely to be committed to God as living sacrifices, which is holy and pleasing to God. So at the count of three, just stand up wherever you are. One, two, three. Let's close in prayer. Lord Jesus, this is your body, the church at GCC. Your body has heard your word. We heed the word of Paul in Romans 12. In view of your mercies in my life, in view of your goodness that chased after me all the days of my life, I now stand before my brothers and sisters to declare that my bodies are not mine. My bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, purchased by the blood of Christ. We did that in the Holy Communion. Yes, Jesus, you laid it all for us. And this morning, we surrender ourselves. Remind us that we are living sacrifices to be holy and pleasing to you, to each one in our respective household that we will remind one another we live for Christ who died for us. So I declare that what God has done in your hearts through the Holy Spirit and the power of God upon you, the power of His Word will sanctify all of us here through and through and bless GCC as a body of believers that we will live the body life and relationships according to your Word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you have done in me and for me and for all of us from this day forward. We bless especially our friend, our couple, couple, Ray and Sandra. You bless them far more than they can think us or imagine. We also bless Didi and Mimi, as they journey all the way back to Melbourne, your journey mercies chase after them. And for all of us, we want to thank you that we can be a blessing beginning in our own homes. We bless you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.